Well, can we, can we welcome you one and all to our midweek service and Bible study? We're going to commence this evening by turning to hymn number 512. Give me the faith which can remove, sink the mountains to a plain. Give me the childlike praying love which longs to build thy house again. Standing as we sing this great old gospel hymn, please.
Well, our service this evening has taken the form of a deputation service for Vision for Kids. It's a, a work that lies very close to the heart and soul of, of this fellowship. And we're delighted to have with us this evening our brother Stephen Fletcher. Stephen is the president for Vision for Kids, and he was uh, there right at the very formation when it was in its infancy. And we're going to ask Stephen if he'll come and lead us to the throne of grace in prayer, please. Let us pray. Our loving Father in heaven, we thank you for the words of this great hymn that we have been singing. And we pray that even the words of that line, to save poor souls out of the fire, would indeed be the very mission of each and every heart this evening. And we thank you for that great commission to go into the world and to make disciples. And we thank you that it's only possible because the Lord Jesus Christ freely offered himself to die on the cross for poor, wretched sinners such as us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for going and dying on the cross for us, for shedding your precious blood so that we might be reconciled back to our Heavenly Father. And we thank you for the opportunity to come to the midweek service this week. And we ask you to come and be one of our number. And even as we talk about the work of Vision for Kids tonight, May we ensure that it's not about what we are doing, but what you are doing in the hearts and the lives of the children and the young people and the families of Kiambaru and Kenya. We thank you for all your help and allowing us to be part of your great commission. And as we come to present the work to the people tonight, we pray that we would speak well of our Saviour and give you all the honour and all the glory. We thank you for a praying people here in Hebron and right throughout even Northern Ireland. And we thank you for a desire to see souls one for you. Uh, we thank tonight even of our pastor as he travels back uh, and gets a flight. We pray you be with him. You give him traveling mercies. And we pray you be with each and every person who stands behind this pulpit tonight to give a wee report. We thank you for those who might be the first time that they're speaking in public. And we pray you give them the strength to, uh, to share a wee word and to share their experiences of what it's like to go to Kenya. And we just ask you to remember those who can't be with us tonight, maybe ill health, and they would just love to be in the house of God, that wherever they are, you would draw near to them. And tonight, Lord, even in Kenya, we pray for Samson and Monica. We pray for Monica as she mourns the passing of her mother, that, Lord, you would be with them in these dark days, and that even in the darkness of the night, that Jesus himself will draw near and go with them. So, Lord, watch over as we pray. Remember us even as we sing your great hymns. And in everything we do, may we give you all the honor and all the glory. Amen. Amen. Can we thank Stephen for opening our meeting in prayer? We want to give as much time as possible over uh, to Vision for Kids this evening. So we'll quickly run through the announcements. Can we give you one and all a warm and friendly word of welcome? to our midweek service and Bible study. Please remember the, the school ministries. Tomorrow it will be carried off. Uh, primary school, uh, the assembly will be taken there and please pray that a, an opportunity to share the glorious good news of the gospel will be given once more. On Friday at 8pm is the Youth Fellowship. Please be much in prayer for our young people 
as they endeavour to serve the Lord here in this fellowship. And then for uh, the elders in the church, our presbytery is being held this month in our Ballygowan congregation. That will also be at 8pm tomorrow evening. Saturday is the open air in the centre of the town and again we would encourage as many as possible to come and to join with us at 11am for this public open air witness. And then we always commence the Lord's Day with an early morning time of prayer if it's not your, um, uh, if it's not your, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Habit, let's put it that way. If it's not your habit to join with us on Sunday morning, then, then please uh, think about coming along. It's one of the uh, most enjoyable meetings that I find personally uh, throughout the week, and we can really lay hold upon the Lord for not only the services throughout the Lord's Day, uh, but also on behalf of friends and family who are outside of Christ. The Sabbath school is at 10.30, the Bible class is at 10.45, our brother Mervyn is dealing with songs for the season and he will commence that study uh, on Sunday morning. The worship service is at 12 noon, there will be special singers from Romania, our brother Lucci and his family will be along and in the will of the Lord we trust that the, the Reverend Park will be back in the pulpit on that occasion also. Please remember Sunday afternoon at 3.30 in the Martyrs Memorial Church is that special service for the life and legacy of the late Dr. Bill Woods. There will be a transport going from the church here and so please um, put your name on the list at the rear of the church if you intend to travel on the buses. Transport will be provided on the Lord's Day the 3rd of December. The gospel service takes place at 7pm, preceded by a time of prayer at 6.30. And again, Lucci and the family will be the special singers on that occasion. After the service, there will be a time of singing and fellowship with Lucci and the family. You all thought I was going to try and read that word. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, don't forget about the, the Christmas dinner for, for Hebron to be held on Wednesday the 20th of December at 6.30 for the sit-down meal at 7pm. Again, please make sure that your name is on the list in the foyer area of the church. Please be much in prayer for the, the carol service due to take place on Friday the 8th of December at 12 noon when a number of schools from the surrounding area of uh, Balamoni will be uh, in attendance on that occasion. It's a glorious opportunity to share the good news of the gospel with the boys and girls. And then please remember the missionary weekend due to take place from Friday the 12th of January through to the Lord's Day the 14th of January and there will be a full programme on that occasion. If you haven't availed yourself of one of the the books of our late brother Dr. Cairns, then please do so and please see Mervyn. It's the Son of the Living God, just £6.95. And again, all uh, the proceeds from the profits from this book will go to the work of Balamoni Christian School. We're going to turn to our second hymn, hymn number 682, Hark the Voice of Jesus Crying, Who Will Go and Work Today? Fields are white and harvest waiting. 
Who will bear the sheaves away? Loud and long the master calleth, rich reward he offers thee. Who will answer gladly saying, here am I, send me, send me. delighted this evening not only uh, to have the president of Vision for Kids, our brother Stephen Fletcher, but also the chairman of Vision for Kids, our brother Erwin Holmes. Both of these men are office bearers here within the work uh, at Hebron. And we're going to call upon Erwin to now come and to take the, the rest of the meeting. He will be calling upon some of the folks who were over there quite recently with him on the most recent 
mission trip and so please pray for them as they come along some perhaps haven't participated in a service such as this in the past and he may even have something to say about uh, a remarkable event that took place when he was over there with his daughter Well, you'll be glad to know I'm only going to really introduce everybody today, um, apart from a, just a brief word at the start. So I'd like to thank everybody for coming along uh, tonight. I'd like to also thank Mr. Park and the session here for inviting Vision for Kids to take this meeting tonight. And uh, I'd just like to thank all the supporters here in Hebron for all their support over many years, uh, for many donations, child sponsorship, uh, and prayerful support and a lot of help whenever we're taking stuff out to Kenya. Uh, I would like also to thank those that are maybe listening in. Uh, we have supporters all over Northern Ireland and Scotland, um, England, and as far as Singapore, we have quite good support from Singapore, believe it or not. So without the support of all our supporters, we couldn't continue. At, at, we couldn't do anything uh, ourselves uh, we need God's help we also need the support of people financially and prayerfully uh, so tonight we're going to have a few uh, reports of our August mission trip uh, first of all there's a full family, the Glenn family who's going to come up and uh, share some of their experience, experiences and then Luke is going to come up and share some of his experiences, so I'm not going to say anything about that. I'll let him say that. And uh, then Daniel uh, was involved in a bit of the building work, so he's, he's going to say a wee word as well. And uh, then Mervyn is going to um, give a general update and maybe bring a wee challenge at the end of the meeting. Then there's going to be a wee video after that, uh, followed by prayers, prayer requests. So the vision for kids story, so uh, Stephen said to me, maybe there's some people maybe don't know um, about vision for kids. Most of you here do. There might be new people here and people listening in that wouldn't, wouldn't know. So who are vision for kids? Well, vision for kids is a Christian-based um, charity with a vision to help children and young people around the world wherever there's a need to improve the quality of life. And everything we do, our aim is to proclaim and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what it all leading to. We ha if you look at our website anytime, you'll see we've got four main uh, pillars, as it were. Uh, education, health, welfare, and spiritual. So it's to do with the educational needs of children, the health of children, the welfare of children, but most importantly, the spiritual needs of children. There's a pastor once said, uh, whenever he was talking about the gospel, he says, you need to wrap the gospel up in a sandwich. And whenever you're going out to a poor country, that's maybe what you need to do. You need to wrap, wrap the gospel up in a sandwich. You need to have tools there to help them. Um, there's no point in going and uh, preaching to a poor people and then just leaving them in the, the state they are, leaving them to fend for themselves. You need to give them a wee help in hand as well. So it's all about bringing the, the gospel to the boys and girls, um, no matter what we're doing, what we're involved in. 
You may remember, uh, those of you who have been here for quite a few uh, years, you probably remember that we started off and we were really raising money to help other uh, children's works around the world. And I can think of, uh, I was thinking about this last night, and I was thinking about uh, Romania, Brazil, India, the Philippines, and several African, other African countries uh, that we helped out in the past with various projects. And we also had some mission trips to Kenya in particular. And uh, through time we, were, we felt called of the Lord, or led of the Lord, to commence a school uh, in Kiambaru in Kenya. And after purchasing some land, we had the opportunity, uh, we didn't even know where we'd get the children from, but with the opportunity to uh, merge with a, a, a fledgling Christian school out there that was struggling financially, called Blessed Hill Academy, uh, which was nearby where we, were, we had bought the land. And we ended up taking over that school in 2017. And uh, in 2018, we were out on a mission trip um, when we started uh, digging the foundations for our first classrooms. And I think you may have seen the, the photographs of that around 2018. So then uh, we moved the children to the new site. And really it was there that uh, the August mission trip was held. So just a couple of personal memories of that mission trip. Uh, well, you see there, there's a, a classroom. That's actually one of the temporary classrooms um, with some uh, building works going on. But we have these 10 temporary classrooms to help house some of the children. And it was there in that classroom there that uh, the team, uh, one of the teams was uh, taking uh, the meetings there. Um, and on the Friday night, um, I just can't, under, I can't even explain how it happened, but uh, I just happened to mention if anybody wanted to stay behind to ask any questions. So I just left it like that there, and there's quite a few children stayed behind and started asking questions. And this one wee girl says, she says, how do I repent of my sons? And just at that moment, I felt there was something, something going on and something happened. So we started to explain to the boys and girls um, about repentance and about uh, the gospel and salvation. Uh, of course, we're doing th that through the interpreter. You can see there uh, the, the man in the middle there, Fred. Uh, he was doing the interpreting. Um, and then we some of you know about Samson, who is our main man out in the ground there. He, he was in one of the other classrooms, taking another class. So I got somebody to run up and grab him to come down because I wanted to make sure that the children understood um, what we were talking about. And Samson was able to speak to them in the, the Kikui language, which is their home language. They speak three languages, really. They speak Kikui, which is their home language. And then the national language is Swahili, and they're taught English. So they can understand English, but they might not have understood my English. So, But anyway, uh, after, it must have been about three quarters of an hour, um, there was five of the children uh, confessed um, their sons before the Lord and, and Kikui. Now, I didn't understand what was going on, so uh, I left it to Samson to explain to me afterwards. And the five of them did come through uh, for the Lord that night. So that was a very special memory for me. 
So their names is, uh, if you want to remember them in prayer, Joseph, Ruth, Tracy, Esther, and Gladys. And they're in their last year in Kiambaroo and Blessed Hill Academy. They'll be going to a big school. So they'll lead their prayers as they travel on to the big school. I would like to thank Anna Curry, who's here tonight, um, for the kind donation uh, of, vision for, of uh, Gideon's Bibles, uh, which we're able to give out to every child in the school. Now, there's, there's roughly 167 uh, children at the school, but there was about 180. Um, there was other ones came into the, the vocational Bible school. So they all got a Bible, and there were there a few left over as well. Uh, now, moving on to the team of 16, so you, you'll see uh, a lovely looking bunch of people there, um, and you'll also see uh, Bob was in the middle, he was one of the translators, and uh, Monica and a few others there that look slightly different. Uh, good to see a lot of the team here tonight, they just came in and sat behind me, so mate, I think it might be a good idea for if they could stand up and we could see them all. Give them a big hand. The team consisted of uh, people from Hebron, people from County Armagh, people from County Fermanagh, and people from County Monaghan and all the way from Scotland. I'm glad to see you over here. Grace flew over especially for this meeting. So thank you for coming. So uh, that's all I have to say. Um, there's quite a few people taking part, so we need to, I think we need to fly on. So first of all, Rhonda, Grace and David come up first to share their experience, experiences, and then straight after that, Luke, and then Daniel, and then finally Mervyn. Thank you. because of a dodgy throat the night, so we'll start coughing, you'll know. <laughs> so look, um, most of you know that I've been on uh, various trips before um, to Kenya and Uganda, and uh, some of those with Vision for Kids, and um, great times of fellowship on those trips, and I can honestly say that uh, Erwin and Stephen are two real godly men and great role models um, when we're away on, I'm going to start crying, on the mission trip. <laughs> but this particular trip was going to be completely different because the times before um, I was with maybe either myself or with maybe Daniel or Sarah, but never actually as a family of five, all of us, Mervyn and Grace as well. Um, so this is going to be very special and obviously Dad um, with us as well, which was great. But you know, the devil tries to put stumbling blocks in your way and everything in the weeks leading up to the trip, literally everything went wrong that could have gone wrong. Work was an absolute nightmare. Um, pressures, we were, we were both fly, Mervyn and me both, and system problems, just everything you could think of went wrong, could have gone wrong. And then dad obviously, he got his cancer diagnosis as well. And we weren't sure if he was going to be able to get or not. 
Grace herself had some concerns about going and she was worried about the food and about the travelling and obviously having to take tablets for the first time. Um, so there was a lot of challenges for us and I started to think, am I wise? Am I doing the right thing? Is this the right thing to do? And I just prayed that the Lord would stop us if it wasn't meant to be and it wasn't his will. And then, you know, I thought about our missionaries and I thought they leave their home comforts and their families and they go for a very long time. Sometimes they go for forever. And we were just going for 10 days. So we can do this and the Lord will help us. And, you know, the Lord's timing is perfect. It really is perfect. Um, like Dad had um, just got his big scan and he had a window of about two weeks when we were away when nothing was going to happen. Nothing could have happened, so he wasn't, it was actually completely free to go. It was just, the timing was just unbelievable. Um, and then obviously I had other challenges because this was the first time I was going to be leading a team. Um, whereas before I was helping, <laughs> this time I was actually leading a team and having to organize things like crafts, which I wouldn't be the best at crafts. <laughs> Thankfully I had Sharon on my team, <laughs> so she had lots of ideas. And, um, and then we had to prepare messages and um, for the memory verse and things like that as well. Um, so what does a typical day look like in um, a mission trip? We start in the very early in the mornings, not right Grace? Really early. Um, we would have breakfast and then we would do like devotions um, as a team. And then, um, as you'll see in the pictures here, we would start with this walk in the morning. <laughs> And I can tell you that going down, I was concentrating on the fall. <laughs> and going up, I was just trying to make it to the top. <laughs> it was more or less steep going down and steep going up the other side. And the locals, they were just flying in around you, up and down, like it was nothing to them. And the site on your left there is just one of the wee homes, uh, one of our wee sponsor children, and never, never can get used to that site of just how shocking it is when you're there firsthand of just what their living conditions are like and um, so that was the mornings um, there was also an option sometimes to go in the jeep or um, the van and or like a big massive jeep and uh, it was quite fun um, especially if it had been wet the night before and it was nice and bumpy <laughs> um, so there was a couple of ways we could have got to the school site um, so once we, we got at the school then, um, our mornings were spent doing like painting and repairs kind of thing. So some of us painted the fence uh, around the school perimeter and then others were inside the classrooms painting them. And you can see Sarah here. Sarah couldn't be here tonight because she has a wee job and they asked her to come in and she's trying to get kept on so she had to make an impression. Unfortunately she couldn't be here. So this, this was Fred's wee girl here, and uh, she took a liking to Sarah. And was tr Sarah was trying to paint and hold her hand at the same time, as you can see. So most of the mornings were spent doing that, and then the afternoons, then we had our, our VBS. So we would have had um, our crafts and uh, our memory verse, and then we would have brought um, the message um, <coughs> as well. Um, i just take my notes. And then obviously after that we would have had some time for games and things outside and we brought some puppets and that with us and they went down a real treat. The kids loved the puppets. Um, 
And one thing I did learn is, you see, when you're preparing crafts to take to a mission field, take things that you can multiply when you get there. I took stones. And whenever we got there, my wee group was supposed to be eight to nine, and there were supposed to be like 20 to 30 of them, roughly. Some days we had nearly 70 people in the classroom. You can see probably from some of those photos that Toby's flying through there that the classroom was absolutely bunged with children. The children just kept turning up. Um, we, haven't, we were sharing like four or five to a table. There was just so many of them. So obviously I didn't have enough stones. But Sharon was smarter than the average. She had stuff that we could photocopy, which was fantastic. And it's definitely a lesson learned like to, for a gain, you know. Um, so what else do I need to tell you? So probably one of my biggest challenges was feeling inadequate, um, bringing a message and just... just are you, are you making it plain enough for the children to understand? Um, Samson, whenever I heard him, um, you can see there the wee children, they were so intent and they were so attentive, they listened to everything, and they were so keen to read their wee Bibles, and thank you, Anna, again for that. And <laughs> it was just making sure that they understood what you were saying with a language barrier, and even listening to Samson, he brought the message the second day, and he kept going over the same things, you know, it's emphasising and he made it seem so clear and I thought I can't do this I'm ju I just can't do this I'm not able to do this but we were doing our devotions um, every night we would have finished off with maybe we had our food and then we would have had um, devotion times and that evening we were doing devotions and um, that was actually what um, Irwin and them were talking about that night was um, we can't do anything it's not about us it's about the Lord and what he can do through us, us or weak vessels. Um, so I was reminded of that. It's not about me. So um, the trip, the Lord really blessed the trip. And a great time of fellowship with these guys here. <laughs> and we had great evenings, great devotions in the evenings and singing. And sometimes we, they would have sang all night, I think. <laughs> and it was really good. So um, I think... At this point, I'll probably ask we Grace. Grace has never been up here before. <laughs> if um, she wants to, she would like to tell you what she enjoyed about the trip. <laughs> um, I liked um, having like time with the kids, and like they were all like braiding my hair. They would never let go of me, <laughs> and they were like surrounding me and jumping on me. <laughs> and I helped with the crafts. So. You enjoyed that. And sometimes we actually came out and we were outside for the games and all of a sudden he remembered, where's Grace? Where's Grace? And she's, like, at the end of the day, still only 13. And if you look at some of these pictures, you can't even hardly see her in them. She was literally surrounded. So we got to know after we, well, just look for the pile of people and she's usually in the middle of it. <laughs> so um, we, the Lord blessed us and we all stayed healthy and well and we really had a blessed time. And one other wee thing, just finished with, one of the wee boys had come up to me during um, the trip and he said, um, what is sin? And again, you know, just struck by trying to speak to him and, you know, and make it simple and plain to somebody that age. And um, what is sin exactly, you know, the things that we do wrong. And uh, then we got Samson over. So that wee boy, actually, he received counselling, but he didn't actually come through but pray that there'll be others who will come through for the Lord. Um, so I'll just ask my dad if he wants to come up at this point and tell about his challenges. And Thank you.
I've been asked to mention a few challenges uh, and a few highlights that I had during the trip. Uh, my biggest challenge was actually getting to go on the trip. As Rhonda's mentioned, health problems, I was getting tests and I never knew the dates for them, when I could go, when I couldn't go, but thankfully the Lord answered my prayers and at the last minute uh, things were changed around that I was able to go. Uh, some of the other challenges were getting up every morning at 7 o'clock, getting to the shower before the rush, keeping my room tidy. I was in the same room as the boss, Irwin, so I had to be tidy. Keeping up with the pace of the other younger generation in the trip. Uh, another biggie, could I cope with Kenya food? For those that don't know me, I'm a very puny eater. Don't like vegetables, don't like curries, don't like pasta, don't like all that stuff. But thankfully the sandwiches and the biscuits were good. As you can see, I didn't lose any weight. Yeah. Uh, highlights. I think the, one of the most was being able to renew friendships that I had made in my previous visit in 2016. The joy of actually seeing what had happened on site since that visit in 2016, it was unbelievable. Meeting with all the children, so emotional, seeing the joy in their faces every day we were with them on site. During the trip, I befriended a, a pupil called Simon. Simon is nine years old. He's interested in agriculture, but he wants to be a pilot when he grows up. Again, uh, since I came home, I've been speaking to Rebecca, our sponsorship coordinator, and she has given me the necessary information to sponsor Simon. So hopefully that will be set up in the next week. In conclusion, did I enjoy the trip? Absolutely. Would I go back again? Where's Margaret? <laughs> Would love to, but it's all in the hand of God. Thank you. Good evening, folks. How are we? First off, I would like to say I'm not much of a public speaker, and if I go red, bear with me, we please. So, <laughs> so my name's Luke. I was part of the Vision for Kids team, and we had a great wee sports day on the Saturday, which had a football tournament. There's me giving out a few medals to the kids there, and just one of the wee teams. Um, we also did volleyball and a few rugby games, and the kids absolutely loved it. Um, we had over six schools, if I'm correct, Irwin, six schools, yeah, with over 500 children. So there was a lot of kids there. You can imagine all the screaming and the shouting. Um, but it was very good as well because Irwin was able to uh, preach the gospel to the kids with Samson uh, interpreting it as well. So that was, that was a good highlight as well. And then afterwards, all the children got fed. So that's the main thing. And they all got their soft drinks and their Cokes and their Fantas. And I had a few myself, to be honest. So, so dedication. We held a dedication in the meaning of good supporters who have passed with the Lord. Uh, for one, one of them is Rosemary Lay, the wife of Ken Leg, 
who sold many paintings to raise the funds for the, for the charity. We also had John Finlay. John Finlay also raised money. Gillian McCahan and uh, Margarita Holmes, which is a very special moment for the Holmes over there as well. That's Servant's mother. So and There's a few photos of us just up doing that in the new school and all the kids down at the bottom. So, yeah, something pretty special happened to me there. Uh, <laughs> uh, I could say it's probably the most nerve-wracking for any man to do is to get on one knee, and I so happened to do it in a different country in front of a school uh, in a very sweaty moment. But she said yes, which is the main thing. If, uh, so, Hannah, if you want to stand up, I'll show everybody. No? No? Okay. Um, but no, it was, uh, it was an amazing, amazing moment. And thankfully she said yes. It would have been a long trip if she didn't say yes. So I uh, just thought I'd put that in there. Um, <laughs> but overall, my experience it was life-changing. It was an amazing experience. I've never been to Africa before in my life. Uh, and I was going with a great team. I appreciate the good company that I had. Made friends for life. Um, a generous hospitality from Samson and his family. Um, we had a good bed to lie on, so and showers, so couldn't be happier than that. Um, most importantly, spreading the gospel. We were able to do that to all the children. Um, it was good to see their little faces light up every time they seen you. Um, and I look forward to our next trip uh, when we go, hopefully, God willing. Um, so I'd just like to say, just keep your prayers for all the children in Kenya, and the prayers for Vision for Kids, and all glory to God. Thank you. Good evening. Um, I just want to start by thanking everyone for their support, their prayerful support, um, not only for me but for the team um, throughout the trip. Um, but I've just been asked to give a wee update on the building work. So I, I was actually out in 2016 when we first got the land and uh, it was amazing to see the progress from then to now. In 2016 the team, we actually were clearing the land from all the trees and all the the weeds and the grass that was there. And then the next time we went out, 2018, was, as Erwin had said, we started uh, building or digging the foundations. Um, and this is one of the buildings here uh, that we're working on at the minute. Um, we, there was a team went out um, in April, I think, wasn't it? Um, electrical team, uh, they, they done some electrical work and a lot of some plumbing work while they were there. But there was a few more things that needed done, and uh, I didn't know this until I got there. Um, so I hadn't planned to do this. I was also leading a team, uh, like Mum, and then they says, actually, could you do some maintenance work and building work? So I says, right, okay. Um, so we, uh, well, this here is Michael. This is uh, our sponsor. This is a kid that we sponsor, our family. Um, so it was good to see him again, and we, we were able to give him a few wee things just um, but and then obviously there's me beside him uh, working. <laughs> um, but the I was doing this here. This was the electrical, the conduits we were putting in for sockets in the classrooms. There was one classroom done, and there was one that had just been started. So I was able to get another few classrooms finished, and the hallways, all the lights and and stuff down the hallways as well. Um, because this was keeping them back from being able to plaster. Um, so it was good to get this uh, done before we left. Um, but I was also 
was also tasked with doing maintenance work as well. There was a few toilets needed fixed and uh, some gutters were broke and leaking and there was water then obviously uh, was, wasn't going in the, the, the tank for collection. Um, so it was good to get those fixed as well. Um, but uh, I just want to say also, you know, the, the team did do stuff as well. The, the <laughs> they were painting and uh, there was uh, fences in all the, all the classrooms, the temporary buildings as well that you've seen, they were all painted. All the insides of all the, the, the new buildings were all painted as well. So uh, it was great to see um, the transformation just from the brief week or two that we were there um, to just see the whole sort of place start to come together. Um, and then, I think that's pretty much everything I said. I spent, we spent actually a whole, almost a whole day just trying to find the electrical materials. Uh, we went to about four different uh, towns nearby, and about maybe five uh, different wholesale places in each one, just to find a couple of boxes. Some had four, some had ten, and we needed uh, those before we could even finish the work. And then we had to get a few tools as well um, to, to help, and I was able to... Uh, uh, show the there was a guy there's a guy the builder there that's working on the site full time at the minute I was able to show him some uh, more modern techniques of of doing um, he'd never seen wall plugs before so I was able to show him that and he thought this was amazing um, so uh, it was great to to work with him as well um, but then on the last slide then it's just a sort of a wee overview of um, I think that's the video. Uh, there's a next slide here is the video, so I'll show you it. But you can see just before it starts, um, the, the there's a couple of temporary classrooms up at the top, and then the main building there's there. Um, the one at the bottom behind the hand there is actually the the one that's completed. It's the kitchen, the canteen. Um, so it was great to see it being in, in use. Um, we so we ate our, our lunch during the day there, and it was great to see it. And uh, then the building just up from behind it is the one that you've seen in the first picture. That's the, the one that's been uh, worked on at the minute. So, um, But yeah, so we're just going to uh, play this video now and then uh, I'll give on to my dad after. Thank you. charity our mission remains unchanged to help children and young people around the world wherever there's a need while also spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ which not only transforms hearts but transforms lives it has been another busy but exciting year and we give God thanks for his goodness and faithfulness to all involved with our charity both here in the UK and our NGO in Kenya through the COVID pandemic we were limited in our outreach but restrictions didn't diminish our determination to help the families connected with our school in Canberra. Food parcels, medicine, homework for the pupils and continuing to pay teacher wages were a massive benefit to the local community. And it wasn't until we returned to Kenya last November did we fully understand the impact of our support. During this visit our trustees had the privilege of reconnecting with our hard-working team on the ground. 
We also witnessed the progress made in the school building work over the past year and we will put plans together for future developments and projects. Most importantly, it was an opportunity to spend time with the children that we had come to love and teach them from God's Word. Through 2023, we are so thankful for all those who have come alongside our charity to make a difference to the children of Cambrough. We have witnessed the incredible work of AG Electrical from Norwich, who funded a work party of tradesmen to transform our school compound. Their team went above and beyond, applying their skills to make a lasting impact on our school projects. Not only did AG Electrical help with construction, plumbing, lighting and electrical work, but they also made a huge difference in promoting hygiene and sanitation across the community. As a result, we now employ Isaac, whose responsibility is keeping the school clean and ensuring the children look after themselves when it comes to personal hygiene and well-being. While the AG Electrical team were in Kenya, they were entertained by a lovable wee boy called Dennis, who lived right next door to the school. Dennis lived with his father, who struggled with ill health, and his other siblings. The team had the privilege of visiting the family home, which was in a bad state of repair. Touched by Dennis's smile and the knowledge the team were in a position to help, they arranged and funded for a new home to be built for Dennis and his father. Local builders constructed a simple home from new wood and tin, finished with a covered floor and new beds and furniture. It's amazing how a simple act of kindness and a few donations can make a big difference to a family in Cambrough. Sadly, what was a time of joy was turned to sadness when just two weeks after receiving their new home, Dennis's father died as a result of his ill health. Dennis's smile and his whole world were quickly turned upside down. Thankfully, our charity has been able to help Dennis and his family, and he remains a pupil of Blessed Hill Academy and is part of our pupil sponsorship program. Dennis is just one example of hundreds of children who need help. We deeply appreciate monthly donations from sponsor families who make a difference. And for £15 a month, you can help a child too. In August, a mission team of 16 volunteers spent 10 days at our school. Each morning they carried out on-site repairs and painted our classrooms. And in the afternoons they ran a vocational Bible school. It was a busy week for all involved. They organised a successful football tournament for local schools in the area visited local families and were able to take 35 pupils on a safari to Nairobi National Park. This was an exciting time as many of the children had never seen a lion, a giraffe or an elephant before. The trip concluded with a dedication service for four new classrooms, opened in loving memory of faithful supporters of the charity. We trust as the children study in these new classrooms, they will remember those who prayed and donated to help them. While both the local children and the team members had their lives enriched by this trip, it was such a blessing to have had another opportunity to share the love of Jesus Christ with the children and their families, as this remains the chief goal of our charity. On the Saturday, during the football tournament, our chairman Urban Homes had the opportunity to share a gospel message with over 500 children. There is massive opportunity to share the gospel in Canberra and we trust that God will continue to allow our charity to be a part of his great commission. We have been encouraged with the continued partnership of Vision for Kids with Trinity Baptist Church in Nairobi, who have now come on board to work alongside our charity in teaching the children regularly from God's Word. They have often come and conducted vocational Bible schools and also run our Christmas Bible camp. 
We're pleased to announce that in January a young couple who are members of the church will come and work full time at our school. Diva will take up the role as our new school manager and seek to biblically guide our teachers, staff and pupils. Please pray for him and his wife Cecilia that they will know God's help as they seek to serve him. As we reflect on the past year, we are grateful for the support of our donors, sponsor families and volunteers. Your dedication and prayers have made all these accomplishments possible. We want to thank you for being part of the Vision for Kids family. Together in the Lord's will, we will continue to improve the quality of life for children and young people in Kiambaru, Kenya, while spreading the life-transforming message of Jesus Christ. Join us as we look forward to another year of hope, love and service. Please pray for every aspect of the work both here in the UK and in Kenya. Thank you for your unwavering support and commitment to this mission. to thank Stephen and another one of our board members, Thomas, for putting that video together. I think it's very good just to take a breath and just reflect how good the Lord has been to work out in Kenya and for Vision for Kids. So, anyway, um, so a couple of weeks ago I was uh, on the way to GB with the two girls and the phone rang and it was Stephen and he says, Mervyn, I wasn't on the trip, and I think it might be a good idea if you could just, uh, just bring a wee address at the end. We, we actually said, just bring a wee conclusion at the end. And I said, that'd be okay. And he said, oh, that's great. Uh, right, okay, I'll catch up in the next few days. And I come off the phone, parked the car, and I wouldn't be the best at keeping up to date with only WhatsApps now, I have to admit. And I flicked back over what the agenda was, and it said, give a summary of the work provision for kids spiritual challenge and mention a few verses and I thought what have I locked myself in for here so um, that being said they say Lord's way is perfect so you've got me tonight so when I started thinking about tonight and the plan I have to admit now to look at this from my point of view personally and where we are with Vegemite Kids what I want to try and do here is do a sort of a, a dual approach to this and I'll be honest anytime I try to do work for the Lord I find it's a bit of a battle so I thought there's no better title to call it tonight than the missionary battle and what I've done is I've split this into four sort of subheadings I would like to try and go through and the first one is to know and manage the weaknesses so first big challenge for me and I believe also it's been for vision for kids and probably most charities or most uh, missionary work is doubt. Rhonda's already mentioned it, but doubt, uncertainty, inability. If I just put all under the, them all under the one group. And, you know, I was thinking about this, and I just started thinking about when Christ was being tempted by Satan in the wilderness. And, you know, we all know the story, and we know that, you know, he'd been in the wilderness for 40 days. And this is Christ, but he was also in human body. Hadn't ate for 40 days. Hadn't spoke to anybody for 40 days. And the first voice he hears is Satan. 
And the first word says, if. If thou be the son of God. He doesn't say, sure, you're the son of God. Turn the stones into bread. He says, if. On all those three occasions, there's two of them, Matthew and one of them, and look, he said, if thou be the son of God. And I always thought, did Satan actually think he was going to tempt Christ? But he was thinking, he's in the form of a man right now. And the minute Christ came out of the wilderness, he was about to start his missionary work. And he thought, it's probably worth a go here. So Satan was there trying to tempt even our Lord and plump that seed of doubt. Because just before he went into the wilderness, he just got baptized. And God said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And 40 days later, Satan said, are you really the son of God? So he's plumping that seed of doubt. So it just made me think, Satan's trying to even put a, a seed of doubt into Christ when he was on earth. So it's kind of natural that we all doubt. And that kind of brings me to now, because I'm standing up here, and I feel like I'm the last person to be standing up here. And, you know, I'm not good enough. A lot more people well qualified do this than me. But the reality is I am up here. And the Lord hopefully is going to give me strength to get through it. So, to put that into context for the charity, we all know what COVID was like. And we came through COVID, and Stephen's mentioned it in the video, but we had a lot of good regular donors, and between COVID and to do with changing rules of um, giving charity funding and all the rest of it, I have to admit we lost a lot of regular funding. And we were trying to build the school, and... We'd enter into periods of prayer and thinking, how are we going to do this? And we'd done the sums, and we said, like, there's not enough money here. There's not enough money here to continue on and build this school. So we said, like, we're not just a charity. We're a Christian charity, so we have to look to the Lord for help. So we did. And on one hand, we'd look 14 and 28. For which of you intending to build a tower sitteth not down and counteth the cost whether he has sufficient to, to finish it. Okay. But then on the other hand, with 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, for we walk by faith and not in sight. So the Lord wasn't going to make it easy for us to make up the decision. So we continued on praying about it. But I'll never forget the night, I think it was a, a Zoom, Teams Zoom meeting, and Erwin was here tonight. And Erwin be quite strong when he wants to be, you know. And everyone voiced up and says, guys, we didn't get to where we were by counting up the numbers and making sure it works. He says, we have to have a bit of faith. And after continued prayer, we decided the right thing to do was continue on with the work. And we were way short of the money, way short of the money at the time. But the Lord provided. So that's just a wee message on handling doubt. So, Again, stick into, um, let's go back. <laughs> stick into um, weakness. Um, the other thing really I struggle with is a lack of time and struggle with commitment. You know, I'm very busy. And anybody involved in missionary work or charity work, it's not the only thing they do. And, you know, i just done a, a recent course at work on time management. And it was work-related. But the guy said, um, you should really, he says, 
There's only a certain amount of time in the day. Everybody's 24 hours. All the great leaders in the past, and he was usually worldly leaders and all, had the same time as we had. But if we think of Christ, Christ had the same 24 hours as we have. And what did he do in the time he was there? And he said, you should spend your time today to either save you time tomorrow or make the world a better place. And all I could think about is, how much time am I spending today to make the world a better place for God? And then he went on to say, who's the master of your time? Do you control your own time? Or does somebody control your time for you? And he was meaning like your boss or your inbox or whatever like that there. Okay? And then he went on to say, how much of your time do you actually spend on something that adds zero value? Like looking at social media, watching TV, things like that there. But all I could think about during that seminar was how much of my time I'm spending doing God's work. And, you know, Satan loves to get out your time. He just loves you to not spend time in God's work. And it's so easy to get distracted and get into all these things. You know, and then, relating it back to Kenya, as Rhonda said, this was the first opportunity. Well, it wasn't the first opportunity. It's the first time I was out in Kenya. But there was three other times, one of which the flight and all was booked. And for various reasons, I never went. And, you know, as Rhonda said, without getting into it, there was a lot of obstacles, a lot of obstacles, right up to hours before we went trying to stop us going on that trip but the Lord's seen it for us to go and even when we arrived Sirwin will remember we hadn't even got to the airport and we had 26 suitcases and the local customs decided what's this all about to be fair it was a cavalcade of suitcases and he started grabbing these suitcases I think you get the first one then I get the second one and then they decided, we had a suitcase full of footballs. So they decided they wanted to have these footballs, they wanted to have the clothes and all the rest of it. So we had to really struggle to get our cases back. They took our own passport and they demanded $800 before we could go through. But we shot up a few very quick prayers and we had a local man on the ground, as you know, Samson. And within seconds... Erwin had got his uh, passport back and they saw some misunderstanding. We get through it. But, you know, that's just a struggle too to try and get through there. All right? But, um, but coming back to the point on time, um, when we got there then, yes, we were there doing the work and it was long days, but we didn't have the same distractions that we have back home. If anything, it was probably a bit easier to serve the Lord in Kenya. Because you had that work to do and you had nothing else but that work to do. And when I thought about it, between the nine to 10 days, their personal challenge to me, and I prayed about it when I was over there and I've been thinking about it since I've come back. Served the Lord more in nine and 10 days in Kenya than a long period here. And that's a challenge to me. And I don't know about the rest of you, but... That's the challenge to me, and I just wrote down here the word battle, and that's what it's all about for me. This is a battle. You know, every day is a battle to serve the Lord. So there's two verses on that I want to leave with you in Psalm 19, verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may 
uh, apply our hearts unto wisdom. And 2 Corinthians 5 and 15. We no longer live for ourselves, but for Christ. But, you know, if we're living for Christ, are we spending our time for Christ? So, you know, when I talk about managing um, our own weaknesses, I'm saying, right, when we look at the lack of time we have or the lack of time we spend, that's a personal weakness, okay? So just keep on that slice. <laughs> so the next one, really, point I had was never underestimate the enemy. So even if we manage our time well, we're confident people, and we can go up and do all these things with plenty of time in our hands, Satan's not going to let you go at that point. You heard what I said about Christ. You know, Satan was there. You heard what I said about the suitcases. Our challenge even getting there. But, you know, thinking back to Vision for Kids, over the last number of years, we got through COVID. We got some funding. That was great. Next problem. The, the Kenyan Education Authority started changing all the rules around. Okay, so then we had to start thinking, right, for us to continue as a school, we need to comply with new policies, new costs, new regulations, and, you know, that was another challenge we had to overcome. And, you know, Satan was there throwing the, grenade, throwing the grenades at us. And, but, you know, the Lord is good and the Lord is gracious. And there's uh, Lady Elaine Campbell's out there. She finished her job in September. She gave up her job in September, and she took a three-month vacation out. I won't call it vacation, but three months out of work, and she's actually out there at her own cost, serving the Lord and helping put those uh, policies and things in as we speak. So we'll cover prayer points at the end, but we really need to pray for Elaine when she's out there. She's doing a great, tremendous job. Um, but even just from the enemy, Satan, even tonight, two days ago I found we had customers coming to our premises today and staying over. And I was under a lot of pressure to... Oh, we have to go out with these boys. We're one of the directors. We have to go out. We'll take them out for dinner. They said, there's absolutely no chance. That's going to happen tonight. I says, I'm down. Um, we're involved in Vision for Kids. I'm actually speaking tonight. I says, there's not, um, no way I'm doing that. But like two days ago, no talk about it. And then, you know, you need to be there. I actually didn't go out of work after six tonight. So, but Satan is never short of trying to stop the work that we're doing. So never underestimate the enemy. Um, third point. Remember, we're not alone in the battle. Okay? We've got our weaknesses. Satan's there, but we're not alone. You know, if we think of Samson, we've mentioned Samson out there. Samson was on a great career plan. He was here and he was back in London. He was going great. He could have been earning a lot of money in London. The challenge to him was to go back and serve the Lord in his hometown. You know, this is an area where the average wage is like two to three pound a day. To put it into context, a litre of fuel is about a pound. The average daily wage is three pound. So nobody drives anywhere. You know, and it's just even a challenge to see, you've seen the children, they're not undernourished, they're well looked after. And these are people earning three pound a day. You know, but you think, in terms of you're not alone, you think of Samson out there. We, we've been talking a lot about the late Dr. Bill Woods. Daniel's long back from the Philippines. We thank our brother Noel. And you think, it's a lonely work for a missionary person out there. But they're not alone. 
They're not alone. You know, in Joshua 1 and 9, the Lord says, Have I not commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. So the Lord is always with you at any point in time, but we're only human, and we know that. But the Lord sends another wee bit of help. So he says, look, I'm going to give you more help than just me. So thinking back to Vision for Kids, this year, again, out of the blue, Stephen New AG Electrical guys, they said, we'll go. So not only did they send a team, but they done a tremendous amount of fundraising. And the guy that leads that up went not only just to promote the work in Vision for Kids and help build a school, but he, that team of people you see in the bottom right, he went there so they could hear about the Lord. That's what he done that for. Like, not, hardly any of those boys are saved. But he took them over there so they could soak up the gospel. And it was amazing just for him to do that on top of the financial and the, the physical work they'd done. And, you know, but the Lord didn't stop there. Stephen said he, he started building up connections with Trinity Baptist Church and said, look, this work's starting to get big. You're getting into a bigger school. You've got lots of kids. You're a small board. You need a bit of help here. So the Lord, has, we've been looking and praying a long time for connection with some well-grounded Christian organization. And, you know, the Lord has brought us to the Trinity Baptist Church. And then, hasn't even stopped there. Next year, as we've heard, Diva and his wife are coming to be the manager of the school, but also put the spiritual emphasis into that school as well. You know, yes, it's a school. Yes, there's lots of kids. Yes, there's humanitarian work there. But if we put that spiritual ethos through the management of that school, and that's the Lord's doing. That's not our doing. So, personally, if you think about it, um, talked about my lack of time. Where I can, if I'm out in the road or doing stuff around the house, I would try and stick on a sermon or try and listen to one. And I was listening to one recently, um, and it was actually from Dr. Uh, Stephen Lawson, and it was about the new you. And he was bringing out that um, when you're saved, that we're in Christ. And just the way he brought it out, he says, you know, when you're in Christ, he says, just think of it like an electrical appliance. If it's not plugged into anything, it's really useless. You know, it could be the best thing from sliced bread, but if it's not plugged in, it's no good. So he says, you think about that. When you're in Christ, he says, imagine that you're plugged into Christ. And he says, you know, when that happens, you can feed on the power of Christ. On your own, you're no good. But when we're in Christ, we're in Christ. You know, we have the power of Christ and we, we have to always remember and I have to personally remember that I can't do anything on my own. I can't stand here on my own. You know, it's the Lord using me. I'm only a vessel and the Lord's using me and the Lord's using everybody in the missionary field to do his job. So really, we're not alone, but the Lord says, look, I'm going to help you. So um, to bring conclusion think about a battle. We talked about our weakness. We talked about our enemy. We talked about our help. 
but we can't lose sight of the goal. Um, some of you know what I do, what I don't do. I, I manage operations in the business, and I have seven managers report to me. And recently I've started a morning meeting at 8.30, because the company wasn't going the direction it should be going. Um, so the first thing we had to do was sit down and set goals. We don't have to do that here. It's the Lord's work. He's given us a goal. We know the goal. But we had to sit down to work and decide what our goals were. So I meet with my team at 8.30 every single day, Monday to Friday, for one reason and one reason only. Are they achieving their goals? Okay, and my job is to listen to them and say, right, did you do one thing yesterday? Are you planning to do one thing today to achieve your goal? If not, you're off course. How can we get you back on course? How can each of these other guys help you get back on course? And how can I help steer to get you back on course? You know, we use examples like in rowing team. If you don't row in the same direction, you're not going to get very far. Things like that. But if we, if we think of that and vision for kids, goal is to spread God's word, among, especially among the children. Okay? But, you know, if the board, the sponsors, Blessed Hill Academy, um, Trinity Baptist, everybody, if we're not working in the same direction, we're not trying to get... Uh, achieve God's goals and like what we're trying to do is just serve God and God is our guide he's putting us in the direction and through his word and through prayer we're going to try and achieve his goals but just bring it back to the personal level I want to finish with 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 3 but if our gospel be hid it's, to hid, it's hid to them that is lost you know, just think about that. If our gospel is head, it's head to them that are lost. You know, I'm thinking like a missionary goal, my goal, not let that gospel be head, but rather let it shine out. You know, you don't have to go 4,000 miles to Kenya. You just have to go outside this room. And I actually think it's harder to be a missionary. They say... It's always hard to be a missionary in your, in your own backyard. And I do believe that personally. It's very true. You know, I'm in a company. There's 180 people. I've got four brothers out there. I've got in the community. I you know, so the big challenge for Vision for Kids is to continue serving the Lord and, and, and continue in the battle. The big challenge for me is to serve the Lord every day. I thought I'd finish. Thank you very much. So... Just to finish up, and thank you very much for your patience and time, what we want to do is leave some prayer requests with you, which I'll just go through. What I did actually was, I printed some of these out, because I know sometimes you put these up and people might forget about them or whatever. So I thought, I'll just print them out. So if anybody feels burdened to take a prayer request, please do so. And also, we've also put down some sponsor forms at the back. Again, if anybody even just wants to take one, read through about some of the kids please do so. We'll be hanging around for a while if anybody wants to speak, speak to us. So this is, by all means, an endless list, but where we are now in the future ahead, this is the list uh, we've put together. The safety of all the pupils, staff and workers, including Samson, Fred, and Bob, and their families, still work going on at the school. Health and safety maybe just wouldn't be up to the same standard as here, but we try and do it to the best standards we can, and we need to look after them. As you can see, hygiene, you know, 
We have 16 of us there. I was going to say nobody's sick. There's very little sickness when they're there. But we're, we're well looked after, and it's very important that we keep everybody safe and well. Um, academically, the school is doing really well. And, you know, and, and like for a small school, and the teachers are you know, very dedicated, um, they're competing head-on-head head with some of the larger schools. So we need to pray that academically that will continue on and meet the standards. Diva and his wife, Cecilia, they're joining in January. We're praying for them. Let them get settled in. We pray that the Lord will, will find a home and a good direction for them. Funding. It's going to be a constant battle. Always is. But, you know, the Lord has proved he can uh, provide, but we can't sit and expect it to come in. So we have to pray and we have to work for the funds to come in. New missionary opportunities, including teen Bible schools. So we're always looking, like, where, where's, where's the Lord going to take us work going forward? Salvation of the boys and girls. You've heard five souls saved. It's tremendous. And there's a lot more. We're definitely challenged when we were aware there. And we just pray that the Lord's work will continue on with those kids and that there'll be more lives saved very soon. Elaine, as I said, we pray that... Um, Leanne will get all the work done that she's planned to do when she's there, keep her safe when she is there, and bring her safely home. And also pray for her future. She's coming home to no job, you know, except she's got one anywhere. But, you know, we need to pray that, you know, she give up her career to do this. And we just pray that the, the Lord will find the future for Elaine. Um, Stephen, as he does his annual set-out, pray for him, look after him. And... Uh, for their planned trips, so, you know, Stephen and Irwin can fill you in. They're, they're going out in January, and uh, I know there's a lot of people interested in going again. And basically, and we just like to thank God for everything he's done and give him the glory. Thank you. I'd just like to hand back to Phil to close the meeting. Thank you very much. Well, can we thank you, Mervyn, for, for sharing that burden with us. We want to thank the whole of the team tonight, Stephen and Erwin, Rhonda, Davy, Grace, Luke, Daniel, and Mervyn, and the rest of the team who have shared with us the burden that they have and the love that they have for this work, for Vision for Kids. Now, time is pressing on, so we're not going to sing another hymn, but we, we will go uh, to our time of prayer, and we'll, we'll give time over to just seeking the Lord in relation uh, to the work for Vision for Kids. Please remember those who are on the prayer list. And as we pray here, we trust that you also at home will get before the Lord at the throne of grace in prayer. <laughs>